man, it's good to worship. It's good to get in God's presence together. And um, I think that's that's the best thing to do uh, when you're coming into a new series, a new topic, talking about relationships. Uh, it's good to start that out by just getting in God's presence together. So here's what we're going to do. I want to pray. I want to pray real quick, and then we're going to we're going to get into the message tonight. Join me as I pray. God, we pray that you would be here with us tonight, Lord. We know that you're here. We know that you're here, Lord. We've experienced your presence and your goodness right now, Lord. And so we just keep on experiencing it, Lord. Thank you that we haven't left your presence. Thank you that you're right here. You're right here. You're so close. You're so close. We could just touch you, Lord, if we could see you, God. You're right here. And so help us to remember that right now as we listen, Jesus, that we would listen with you. God, that we would know that you are with us tonight. And because of that, there's hope for relationships. There's hope for walking with you in the midst of our brokenness. Because you're not going to leave us. You're never going to leave us, God. So, Lord, I pray that you'd speak through me tonight, Lord. I pray that you'd bring revelation tonight. We need more of you tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, so this is one of the most important things that will ever happen in your life. It's a relationship. A dating relationship. And maybe someday turning into a marriage relationship. This is the most important thing. Because, listen, I really believe this. I think that relationships are the biggest target for the enemy. Because I believe that relationships are the the place where we open our heart up the biggest. Right? I'm talking to someone just like, I don't know, like at the library or I don't go to the library. I don't know. Like, I try try to think of an example and it didn't work. Um... I've been in the library like maybe seven times in the seven years I've lived here, so once a year-ish. So I, I just buy a lot of books, right? Okay, so I just buy them. I'm, I'm a sucker. Um, so anyway, okay, let's just say I go to the library, you know, and I meet someone there. And I have like a 45-second conversation about the weather and where they're from. I haven't really opened up my heart that much. I haven't really gotten very vulnerable with that stranger, uh, and for good reason, right? But with Christina, if the if the extent of our conversations over these ten years I've been with her were the weather and where we come from, that would be a, that would be a problem, right? That would be a big problem. Um, and instead, in a relationship, you open up your heart. You say, "This is who I am." I, you know, I heard one person say that marriage is like that one relationship where you can be the most foolish. You can be the most fool that you could ever be, and you're still accepted, right? Because you have this covenant relationship. And so the relationships are where we open our hearts, but that means that's where the enemy wants to just, just get in there and get lies in your heart. That's where he's taken aim with his fiery darts of lies, Okay, and so that's why it's important is because we've got to talk about it. It's, it's the biggest target on our back. And so we've got to make sure that we're pursuing a godly relationship. Um, you know, I always have to say this when we start a dating series uh, because I dated in high school. To Christina, or not to, I dated Christina. <laughs> to, I dated to Christina. Um, I'm a homeschooler. I don't even know how to date. So... <laughs> So, but seriously, I have to say that because it's like, you know, I've, I talk to your parents every now and then and, and, you know, they're like, oh, what's your story, Graydon? And I'm like, well, you know, yada, 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 all this stuff. And then they're like, when did you meet Christina? Like in college? And I'm like, nope. I met her when I was in junior high. And we started dating when I was in high school. And they're like, in high school? Like, how old were you? 15? They're like, my son's 15. <laughs> 
They're like, he can, he can know his future wife? <laughs> There's like, you know, it's just kind of funny. So I have to come out and say it that I met her in junior high and I opened my front door. This is how I met her. I opened my front door. She came over to see my, my sister who she knew before me. And I opened the door and it was just like, and her hair was like blowing in the wind. And, and, uh, and, and she's older than me. I don't know if y'all know this. Christina's older older than me. So at the time I was 13, she was 15. Okay. So, so this was like, Oh, dang. Yes. Hey, my name is Graydon Jones. Nice to meet you. Uh, and, uh, time, time just stood still for just a brief moment. It felt like an hour. And I was like, I like this girl. You can, you can start coming around this house. Um, so, Okay, I mean, I'm, I'm being honest. I'm being vulnerable with you right now, okay? But anyway, so, but I was just a, I was a gross 13-year-old, so she didn't look at me like that. But, but you know, persistence won. And, and when I was 15, we started dating, and she was 17. And, uh, and then, uh, anyway, I just, I want you to know that because it's important because a lot of times we think youth pastors, dating series, the main point is going to be don't date, Right. And and I just I want you to know that I couldn't say that because I'd be a hypocrite because I I dated Christina in high school. Um, But here's the thing. I don't think it's for everybody. I don't I don't think that dating in junior high and high school is for everybody. In fact, having experienced it myself, I don't think that I was mature enough for a. A, uh, a, a godly relationship at the time. I think God gave us a special grace because obviously uh, we were made to be together. I think he gave us some grace and, and I happened to meet her so young and God gave us grace to date for five plus years before we got married. But I'm telling you, that's hard. And we learned some lessons the hard way and, and some things were really tough. And so I'm saying that because I, I want to be open about my experience and I also want to be open about it's not for everybody. And just because I dated when I was in high school doesn't mean you need to date in high school. Um, and maybe you do. Uh, what ultimately, uh, the question about when do I date is when the Lord says, date that person. Right? And so I just want to say that at the beginning. Um, but here's, here's the thing. Here's what we're going to look at this week and next week. This is a two-week series on dating. We're going to look at this. What to look for and what to look like. Okay, so what to look for. When you're thinking about dating and you're like looking for your, you know, your, your mate, you know, the person, your, your true love, right? What, uh, you know, the person that's your, your soulmate, whatever, you know, you know, he's saying. Okay, what to look for. I want to tell you what to look for. That's going to be tonight. And then next week we're going to talk about what to look like. Okay, so it's not just about finding the perfect person. You need to become the person that, you, that someone else would want to date, right? And so you got to own that for yourself. And so this is what we're going to talk about. So let's just jump right in. Are we cool with that? Okay, cool. Oh, sure. Hey, just really quick on this before we even start um, going. This is really important because you guys are all sorry, but your kids. And so if your parents have set up rules for you about whether or not you are allowed to date, the most important thing for you to do, even if you feel like God has given you a desire to date someone and you feel like God has given you peace about it, if your parents say you're not allowed to date, that is your most important priority is to come under your parents' authority. Um, And this stuff, that doesn't mean like, oh, my parents said I can't date. Let me just tune out. Um, this stuff is going to be really important for you guys to know to help your friends because you guys, you guys are going to have friends that know Jesus and probably friends that don't know Jesus that are looking for love and looking.
this in the middle of love, and you guys are going to be able to, if you know this stuff, if you listen and pay attention, then you're going to be able to help them in those situations, even if you're not allowed to date. So that's all. That's good. That's a good word. We need that word. Uh, you got to follow your, your parents on this. Uh, the most honoring thing, the, most, the best way to obey God is to obey your parents because he's already told you so, right? Okay. So I just have two quick points tonight, and, and, and we're talking about what, what are we looking for. And the first point is this, and it's no surprise. We're looking for Jesus. It's church. It's always the right answer. We're looking for Jesus. Let me read this verse. That's a kind of our banner verse for these two weeks. I'm going to read it in the easy-to-read version because I like things that are easy to read. So Hebrews 12, 1 through 2 says this. We have all these great people around us as examples. Their lives tell us what faith means. So we too should run the race that is before us and never quit. We should remove from our lives anything that would slow us down and the sin that so often makes us fall. We must never stop looking to Jesus. Never stop looking to Jesus. He's the leader of our faith and he's the one who makes our faith complete. Listen, guys, if you can learn anything about dating, I want you to learn this, that, that godly dating requires you to lock eyes with Jesus and, and not break that gaze. And a lot of times we think like, if I'm going to be dating, I got to be looking around or I got to be scanning the area. What if there's like, you know, the girlfriend I've been looking for and I'm saying, I'm saying, or boyfriend, you know, sorry, talk about me too. Um, okay. Uh, but you have to, you have to look to Jesus. And, and so, I want us to get this, that, that ultimately what you are searching for is in the person of Jesus. You know you, why you want to date? Because you were created by a relational God. Okay? Father, Son, Holy Spirit. They've always been in loving relationship. You were created in their image, and therefore, you want to be in relationship too. Okay? That's why you want to be in a relationship. You want to be accepted. You want to be loved. You want to be, you know, content, right? And so ultimately, what you're looking for is the one who made you. Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And so um, the question, one of the questions for us tonight is, what are, you, what are you really looking for? If we're honest, what are we really looking for? Maybe some of us have actually, when it comes to dating, we've been looking for something besides Jesus. He hasn't been our first step. He hasn't been our first gaze. And we've been kind of scanning around for something else. Maybe our focus has been finding love in a person. A lot of us have been searching for something that it's, not, it's never going to satisfy Right? Because we've been searching for something other than Jesus. Some of us have tried to see God as, as just a way to get something else. We see Jesus as, as the genie, right? I just give me what I want, right? And so we start scanning for something else because ultimately it's really not about Him. It's about what we can get. And every single one of us is looking for something when it comes to romance and relationships. And you may be that type of person who's like, nah, I don't even care. Like, I don't even care about that. Like, whatever. That'll be like way long from now. But even, even that person, there's something, there's something that you're looking for because it's an inerrant inside of us. It's, it's what we're made for is relationships. And so, guys, the most important thing I could ever tell you as a youth pastor is look for Jesus. Start scanning your eyes for Jesus and lock in because he will be faithful where all people will fail. Right? He will be uh, self-sacrificial love where other people will be selfish. Right? He will be the one that ultimately will bring contentment. And, and the question is, do we really trust that Jesus has our best in mind? Because I think a lot of times we think we kind of have to take control of this because I don't, I don't want to end up waiting a long time or I don't want to marry the wrong person. And so we just like, ah, I don't know, I just have to do it. And hey, 
Jesus has your best in mind. He's not going to fail you. He's not going to let you down if you lock eyes with him. And so, listen, sometimes we're, we're actually dating someone and we realize, wow, I didn't even ask God if I should be dating this person. And it's like, man, we got to go back to step one. Or maybe, maybe we're just, we're just looking, we're, we're trying to date and we haven't actually asked Jesus if I'm ready for this or if I'm looking for the right person. And, and for a lot of us, maybe we're not dating, but, but we have that crush and it's like, Ooh, like, Oh, their hair brushed my arm. (laughs) You know, and it's like, we're in la la land, right? I've been there. You know, if you're feeling those feelings, it means you're a human being. Okay. It's okay uh, to feel those things. But, but here's the thing. I remember going to a movie with Christina before we were dating and we happened like accidentally kind of sit in the next chair next to each other. And it was like, <gasps> and it was like, you know, reach for the popcorn, like, oops, we bumped arms, you know? Uh, and, and, and we all feel that, right? It's like, it's such a, it's such a normal human experience. But, but listen, guys, listen, listen, as, as amazing as those feelings are, as amazing as it is, those times that you, you get next to your crush and you, you know, they think you're cute and all that. It's like, man, ultimately that's never going to fulfill your life. Okay. In that moment, you're going to feel very fulfilled. You're going to be like, yes, this is the best moment of my life. But listen, it fades. Those things fade. Every feeling fades because it's just a human feeling. It's just, it's not eternal. But listen, all of us are searching for something that will, will bring fulfillment for our life. And you can't find that in a relationship. But you can find it looking into the eyes of Jesus. No matter what, no matter the circumstance, whether or not you're, you're doing the American dream thing or if you're stuck in a prison, you can lock eyes with Jesus and find true fulfillment in your life. You cannot do that with a relationship with a human being. Incredible. So much fun. If you marry your best friend, you're going to have so much fun. Seriously. But, but it's not going to fulfill your life. Ultimately, if you have a broken life and you think a relationship's going to fix it, it's not. You're just going to be more broken and you're going to have a spectator to watch you be broken. Okay? And so, so listen, lock eyes with Jesus and let him lead you into a relationship. The second point, and this is more about, about the person that you're looking for. Uh, we want to look for marathon runners and not sprinters. Okay? Marathon runners and not sprinters. What do I mean by that? Listen, there's a big difference between running 26 miles and like 100 meters. There's a big difference. You know, the world record for the 100 meters is like 9.5 seconds. It's pretty short. The world record for marathons is like four hours. It's a little different. It's a, it's a different, different kind of thing here. Oh, sorry, guys. I, most people run it in hours. I don't know. I didn't look up the world record. I was just talking. I'm, t- I'm not a marathon runner, obviously. <laughs> but I like sprints. Anyway, so, but here's the point. Here's the point. Here's the point. There's a big difference between marathon running and sprinting, okay? And guess what? A lot of us are looking for more of like a sprint when we, when we talk about relationships. We're looking for something fast, exciting. We kind of want to rush it. If, if someone really likes us, we're like, boom, I got it. I found the person for me. It's like super fun and, and amazing. But listen, sprints, they, they end. And after the end, the adrenaline comes down. And it's like, what am I even doing? Right? But what we want is persistence. We want perseverance. We want faithfulness. And that's what's required of you if you're going to run a marathon. Let me tell you this way. There's a pastor named Carl Lentz um, who pastors Hillsong NYC. And, and this is his dating advice. I love it. His, his deal is, listen, if you want a relationship, I have the perfect advice for you. You should put your head down and start running to Jesus. If you want a relationship, okay? And, and after a little while, you start running. You're kind of going. You're like, oh, yeah, run to Jesus. You know? And every now and then, you kind of poke up your head. And you look around, like, who else is running towards Jesus? Who's catching up with me? Like, who can actually keep up with my relationship with Jesus? Okay. And you see that girl, and like, 
okay, she's pretty cute. She's kind of keeping up with me. You know, we're just kind of running. What do you do? You put your head back down. You start running to Jesus. You run faster. You try to lose that girl, right? I want to run faster than her. After a while, you look back up like, she kept up. Oh, snap. Okay. So what do you do next? You put your head down. You run towards Jesus. After a little while, you pull your head up. There's, she's way up there. She's like way closer to Jesus than me. Right? That's, that's the girl you want to date. Then you start running faster so you can catch up and say, would you like to go out on a date with me? Right? This is what I'm saying, is that you want the person who's in it for the long haul, who doesn't say, yeah, yeah, I'll get my faith fixed every now and then so I feel good. Right? There's a big difference between treasuring Jesus and going to church every Sunday. Okay? Just because someone grew up in the church, they grew up in a Christian family, everything seems great, that doesn't mean they treasure Jesus. Right? And so if they're just, they're going on that sprint, and when they graduate high school, they're off, they're going to do whatever they want. Oh my goodness, I would be so happy if you guys didn't date that person. Right? Because it's like, who, who are the people who are going to last? Who are they going to be actually running, outrunning us for Jesus and, and forcing us to catch up? Right? That's the person that you want to look for. That's the person you want to take out to dinner, right? Life is not a sprint. Life is not a sprint. Faith is not a sprint. And guess what? The enemy wants us to think that this is it. This is it, guys. These, these junior high and high school years, this is it. If you miss it, you're out. That's what the enemy wants you to think. If you never have a good relationship, you never kiss anybody in high school, you missed it. You're a weirdo. That's what the enemy wants you to think, right? He wants you to think that this right now is it. If you, if you miss that one conversation with that girl, with that guy, then you, oh, what a failure, you know? Nobody's going to care about you, right? You're never going to find love. That's what the enemy is saying. And guess what? Life is not a sprint, okay? Life goes so much farther than these few years, okay? Now, what you do in these few years, it's going to really help you later on. But I'm saying that life goes on, okay? And so when we believe the enemy that we're actually in a sprint, uh, we're going to give up. We're going to compromise. We're going to do whatever we need to do to get in that relationship that we want, okay? And so, man, don't do it. Go for the marathon runner. Run to Jesus. Put your head down. All right, last thing here. Um, honestly, I could say a lot of things about relationships and what you should look for in another person. But honestly, what's more impactful is seeing a picture of it, is seeing an example of it. And so we're going to watch this video about this couple that um, it's a long time ago now, but uh, their story and their relationship and their marriage is absolutely unbelievable. Um, and just it's a sign of faithful commitment. And so when I'm saying what to look for, uh, this is what to look for, what goes on in this video. So y'all go ahead and hit that video. All right. Isn't that awesome? Incredible, incredible story. And man, if you want to know what to look for, look, look for faithfulness. Look for self-sacrificial love, right? Because that looks like Jesus. Because Jesus' love is about who you are, not what he can get out of you, right? Not what you can offer him, right? His love is about who you are. It's incredible, an incredible story. And hopefully that picture just stirs you up and saying, wow, it's incredible what God would do if I'd really lock my eyes in with him and look for someone who's running to him even faster than I am, right?